Christmas in a cup! It's the trail show featuring Lawton, Disco, Grinter, Folly Shaw, P.O.D., Hermaseo, Mike, D.Lo, DeLorenzo, Paul, Megs, Magnanti. And now from D.Lo's basement, it's the trail show. Live from DeLorenzo Studios in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado, you are listening to The Trail Show. Our first five shows have been heard in 58 countries around the world. It is Friday, November 16th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. A special thanks to all our listeners and folks downloading the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or visit thetrailshow.com and click the subscribe to iTunes button. And more importantly, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, it's up to you to spread the word about The Trail Show. Today's show is sponsored by The Trail Show Cafe Press Online Store. Head on over to cafepress.com slash the trail show to find all the trail show swag you could possibly need and then some. They've got coffee mugs, pint glasses, stickers, magnets, beer labels, hoodies, hats, and t-shirts, all with the trail show logo. We get 20% of the profits, which helps us keep this show afloat. You'll be helping us while showing your support for the trail show at the same time. That's cafepress.com slash the trail show. Gracias. Oh, look at there. From across the hall, he was taping a special. Today in the studio, we have Eric Hearsay Payne. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Our special guest panelist. Thank you, Hearsay, for joining us today. Oh, Disco, I'm so happy to be here. Hearsay hails from Lyons, mm-hmm. Colorado. Where's that? Disco? Lyons. North of Boulder. There we go. Where's Boulder? Uh, north of Denver. Where's the Front Range? I think we went over this. Well, yeah, last we, we, that, that was, was like show two one. shows ago. Show one, two. I, I don't. don't I, I don't, don't listen to anyway. the show. I'm sorry. But hearsay has got some. Uh, he's going to drop some knowledge on us with a, a running of the Hard Rock 100 and um, his expertise on a through hike of the Grand Enchantment Trail that mm-hmm. he's done. Mm-hmm. So we're glad you. to have hearsay on today. Um, so today we'll be covering. God, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new segment of the Colorado Trail we're going to talk about. The future of thru-hiking. Routes versus trails. Whoa. What? Whoa, this is deep. The future yeah. of thru-hiking. Hey, it's, it's, it's going to get, it's gonna get it's like, crazy. It's like negative infinity, man. It's negative thru-hiking. <laughs> and I think I would, it's you dream about it. And I would say routes instead of routes, but that's just me. Is that a southern, northern... He said, he I said say routes. routes. Yeah? He said routes. Well, that's, it's just kilometer, kilometer. What else are we going to talk about, guys? Yeah. Tomato, 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 tomato. Exactly. So I've got um I've got some audio from my interview with Pepper that you did not hear last month. Ooh. Stay tuned for that. Tales from the Trail with Scott Squatch Harriet live via satellite link from Weed, California tonight. That's gonna Ooh. be a good time. Mags and Dila will be reviewing the film The Wildest Dream. Did you guys watch that together? <laughs> I just I want to have this image of you two like snuggling on the couch. <laughs> and watching that movie together. Some wine. We, we did Some not. Some wine. No. Yeah. Yeah. We had a fire going. Yeah. We had like, you know, both, little both shirtless. Champagne spritzers. Both shirtless. <laughs> just, Champagne spritzers. Just the hair shirts on. <laughs> the half shirts or the hair shirts? Hair shirts. <laughs> We're going to be debuting a new segment called the Noodleheads Top 10. Oh. Get ready for that. Yeah. And of course, you'll get your standard segments Beer of the Week, 
Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Trail of the Month with Hearsay for this round. Ask a She Hiker with The Princess of Darkness and more fun and more thrills. So, with that, let's get right into it with our favorite segment. Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Let's give a big thank you to Team TNT on the Trail AT Class of 2013 for sporting the funds to pay for tonight's beer. Yeah. Thank you. The TNT. So, so what are we drinking? What are we drinking, Mags? Well, cue that up. I guess it's more my beer of the month. It is. Month. Well, no, it's still it's... my beer of the month, but you brought it. What are we drinking? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And we pay for this through donations, so thank you to our listeners. It's Twisted Pine, which is a local brewery here in Boulder. And we're drinking... I have a liter keep... of soda? Not quite. No? Lulu Leo Fafrisha. It's like a bazillion syllables. Come on, man. Yeah, I got to queue it up what, what, on, on the Google here. That's how long of a name it is. Maybe you should spell what it kind out. Of, what kind of marketing job are you doing over there? Lupu Leophiliac. That's a long name for a beer. That is a long name but for a beer. But it's basically an IPA. With fresh hops here from Niwot, Colorado, a nearby town. Niwot. Oh, Niwot. And it's actually got like a hint of caramel or butterscotch. I don't know which one of those two, but I'm definitely picking up on something there. Very subtle. I'm not a big IPA or hops guy, and I think it tastes pretty good. Oh, it's it's pretty smooth. It's a seasonal, something they don't normally, they don't even bottle it. I think Wait, can you, can you pronounce that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have it queued up in front of me. Lupulu Leophiliac. Lupulu Leophiliac. Lupu Leophiliac. Doesn't someone have a child? Maybe a son? He's sleeping directly above us. Wow. The child, that is Leo, (laughs) son of Dilo, who is the man. Oh, man, I had it turned down. Let's try that again. I had it turned down. Christmas in a cup! Man, that, how do you get your voice to do that? I know. It's I'm, I, I wish I had those kind of pipes. Did you, Did you edit that yell? file, Disco? What's that? Did you edit the file to get that sound? Uh, no. No, this is real. That was, that's real. Do you want, that me, do you want me to audio. try that again? Yeah, just yeah. to prove. Christmas in a cup! God, that was live. I'm, yeah. I'm blown okay. away, dude. Wait, wait. I got one more. Are you guys ready for this one? Get on the trail! <laughs> I'm going to get to isolate all wait, these, wait, man. Wait, let me try that again. I said one too many words. Get on the trail! All right. So <laughs> two what else? words. Well, that was, two that words. Two, that was two words. What, what's the second? No, beer? no. I, I said get out on the trail. I just meant to say get on the trail. Get on the trail. What's our second beer, man? Well, we yeah. haven't cracked open the second growler yet, but maybe we can have a, a part two of the beer review. Is it a brown ale? It's or? a honey brown ale with it made looks, with Colorado. It brown. It's made with Colorado wild mountain honey. Oh, Ooh. cool. That was a much easier name to say. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll check back in about mid-show. And wait, we'll... wait. Where are the hops from in that Lululeophilia? <laughs> Filiac. Filiac. So you can't even say it, dude. Where the where the hops Niwot. from? Niwot. Niwot. Did you say that already? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. Moving Local on. Town. Moving on. <laughs> Jeez nothing, Louise, man. It, it, we, we've already, like, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey. Before before we move on here, I just want to say that I'm about halfway through uh, Cheryl Strayed's Wild. Um, did Is it too late to... Uh, it is. Okay. So that's a good segue because for setting the table. That, that train's already come and gone, Dilo. Oh, that's cool. I just wasn't sure. I wasn't here last D-Lo month. Dilo's celebrating Amendment 64 ahead of time already. That's well, why he's so late coming to And Mags, it. you're going to have a piece on that in your new segment, right? Absolutely. All right, fantastic. Very big here in Colorado State. Well, let's talk about this new segment on the Colorado Trail. It's actually it's more of an older segment of the CDT, but they're going to make some new tread. But more importantly, it's going to be an alternate high roof of the Colorado Trail. And it's really, 
get. So it's going to be an alternate. It's not actually going Wait. to be official. You're going to have the original lower root in the collegiates. Okay. Then you can do this alternate high root. And but this the, the high root is an old CDT route? It, it yeah. is the CDT route well, with well, new tread. They're going to make some new tread and move it off the Jeep roads on the divide. But more importantly, oh, though, okay. it's kind of where the CDT itself is hitting. We're in one big central organization. Yeah. It's going to be a bunch of smaller organizations working the umbrella of the CDTC. Oh, this brings us to the, does this bring us to the future of thru-hiking mags? In some ways, but the CDT <laughs> groups are more loosely organized. So the Colorado Trail Foundation has decided to adopt the section of trail. So you get an amazing um, infrastructure of trail support taking care of the CDT. Cool. And it's going to make a really killer 160-mile loop. Killer. <laughs> How so? What's the loop? Because you can connect the old... The current CT with the high route oh, slash okay. CDT. Okay. Start at Twin Lakes, oh. essentially, 160 miles. And once it gets off the Jeep roads, too, it's going to be more on the divide itself. Yeah, because those Jeep roads are actually a little unpleasant. They're, there's yes. ATVs rolling through there. They're double track. They're, it's nice. You're, you're on the nice side of the mountain there and everything, but it is it's Jeep road. It's, you're there on a weekend. It's ATV, terrible. Yeah, ATVs everywhere. So this will be single track trail on the divide itself. Okay. So, so gotcha. it's really, and Colorado Trail Foundation does excellent signage and trail work. Yeah, they do. Nice. How so long is a, that stretch? It's going to be roughly 60 miles, the new Whoa. stretch. The new stretch is. And one of the, I shouldn't say complaints, one of the observations is that the CT is low a lot. Yeah. So this is a high route. And yeah. the uh, Colorado Trail Foundation always does encourage alternate routes anyway. So it's a win for everyone. The CDT, through hikers, and the Colorado Trail. Pepper would be happy. Sweet. Didn't Pepper complain about it being too low? Yes. But, you know, so there's, a ton, there's a ton of alternate routes you can do in the Colorado Trail. It takes mm-hmm. you up high. Back to the future of yeah. through hiking. All right, we got Mr. Hearsay Payne in the house tonight to talk to us about his running of the Hard Rock 100 this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Woo! Yeah. This man is no stranger to 100-mile races either, right? This was your second one. I've done one other 100-mile yeah. race. I'm an expert. I've done two. Yeah! Two. I think I just lost. <laughs> I think half our listeners that, that are listening to this on their iPod, their, ear, their earbuds fell out, and as did their eardrums. Yeah. I was very <laughs> exuberant, what can I say? So you ran the Bear 100 last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. And then you just decided that, hey, I'd like to run the hardest or one of the top three hardest 100-mile races in yeah. the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, you know, they say it's difficult, but it, the difficulty is not the important thing. It's just that it goes through the wildest country of any 100-miler in the whole country. All right, so it goes through four towns, right, and it starts in Silverton. It starts in Silverton. And then, then you make you mosey over a few mountain passes. You go to Telluride. Okay. You do a little more Moseyan, you go to Uray. Okay. You do a little bit more, you go sort of close to Lake City. Oh, you Lake... don't actually go into town? No, nah, okay, nah. okay. you're like 10 miles out of town or something, kind okay. of middle of nowhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you finish in Silverton? In Silverton. And how long did that take? Oh, uh, that was a 40-hour fun ride. No sleep. Four... 40... It wasn't supposed to be 40 hours. It was supposed to be 32 to 36. I, I mean, I have the bottle upstairs with the numbers on it. Were, were, um, were you able to take a nap? There those? was no napping. No, I, I so certainly you, sat you down. went. You like ran for forty hours I, without running. No, no used, naps. Running used very loosely. No naps though. No naps. Huh. Toward the end, it was getting really tough. Like you go into the second night, and that's when it gets. Any hard. any uh, yoga sessions? No, but that would have certainly helped me break the thirty-two hour mark. Huh. If I would have just had a little bit of shavasana, yeah, that would have been golden. Yeah, a little yeah. downward dog. Oh yeah. Little, mm-hmm. uh, Did you uh, stop? Little and, Cobra. Stop and give praise, give thanks and praise. I didn't all? praise Allah no. or anything like that. No. Huh. Ja, I was referring to <laughs> oh, Ja. Oh, Ja, of yeah. course. <laughs> Who? Well, I did. Ja. Oh. ja! <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, man. Uh, 
Whoa, what happened there? Rastafari. Okay. Mm. So, all right. This is going. Did, yes. you, did you get caught in any, like, uh, you know, afternoon lightning or any bad? No. But I was really worried about that because they, they say, they give you this handbook that's, like, at least 30 pages long. And they no one's ever died on that route. They've had to take people out in helicopters for various reasons. They figure Whoa. the first person to die is going to be from lightning. Because, you know, you start yeah. going up a climb, and it's like a 5,000-foot climb. You find yourself above tree line, and there's clouds sort of rolling in. You can't, you don't want to go backwards. Right. You think you can make it, and all of a sudden you're on a ridge line, and you're above tree line longer than you expected. And all of a sudden, you know, you're running downhill, and it's lightning. But I didn't go through that. And the route goes over a 14er, right? Correct. But so, I went over that at 2 a.m. There's no lightning at 2 a.m. Oh and how's route, route finding at 2 a.m.? Uh, I had a pacer. Oh. But it was pretty straightforward. But Who was your pacer? Uh, I had two pacers. I had a friend from work and then another guy that there's a list on the website and you can just pick random strangers. Oh, cool. So mm-hmm. ex- explain Russ. to the non-trail running population of the trail show listenership that doesn't know what pacers are uh, and all this trail running jargon. Oh, of course. Yeah. So pacers are allowed. It depends on the race and maybe the difficulty of the race. Usually maybe after mile 60 or 70, you can have a friend join you and, you know, they kind of – Keep you focused, maybe get you to stop complaining all the time. Yeah. Remind you to eat food, drink water, not get lost. Um, but at Hard Rock, you're allowed to pick one up at mile 49. So did you have so one come in at 49? Yeah, I, did. Okay. I had them the whole way. I, at the Bear, I didn't do that because I thought I was kind of cheating. And then I, I got over that for the Hard Rock. Yeah. So, yeah. so you didn't have any pacers at all at the Bear? I had no pacers. I, I had no crew. I, I mean, I just planned everything on myself and picked up. Food no, and just going out for a hundred mile run. Just going out for a hundred miles. You know, I, I hitchhiked to the start. It was a totally different scene. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, gosh, w- would you do it again? I I don't think I'm going to sign up this year. It's very expensive and it's beautiful. I think I'll go back and just pace someone else and hopefully do 50 miles. Just okay. help someone else do it and still see it because well, it's beautiful. It's ridiculously nice. What's the entry fee for mm. Hard Rock? Two fifty, two seventy five, which is kind of par for the course, but so you pay two hundred seventy five dollars uh-huh. to go out running for forty hours mm-hmm. over hundred miles with mm-hmm. with no naps, no, no, <laughs> no naps. naps or yoga. No I, I got no yoga. Some, I got some nice water. This they gave me water, blowing, some gels. This is blowing Delo's mind because yeah. he can't, no naps. Do you any, do you like to nap? Yeah, yes. I do like to nap. Oh, I yeah. saw naps last weekend. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The other weekend. He gets very cranky when he have his naps. Yeah. I like to take naps. How yeah. frequently do you need to take a nap? Once a day, usually when I'm hiking. Like you know, after every big pass, you take no, a nap. No, just no, just in the afternoon. I like to take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know. What about at like say two a.m. Uh, I think I'd probably be sleeping <laughs> oh, at yeah. 2 a.m., yeah. Okay. I usually sleep at night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. But you don't, from what I understand. Yeah, occasionally you occasionally don't. Occasionally you don't? Yeah. yeah. For two nights. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, cool. So you so must for... be really, like, alert after two days of not sleeping. Uh, yeah, what's the aftermath another... like? So so what what ha- <laughs> what did your body do, say, in the next hour to, like, <clears throat> five or six hours after you finished the race? Uh, did it just kind of, like, it seize food. up? It needed food. Okay. I did a little bit of stretching. No yoga, though. Okay. Needed more food. Yeah. But it reminded me of re-entry after a through-hike, where, say, you're hiking five months in the CDT, the PCT, and you come back to your normal life, and you don't just think about food and moving and your next pass. And yeah. I was only out for 40 hours, but I felt like I was re-entering into society. Right. Like, you well, know, it was, was nice to be with my intense friends. intense 40 hours. Yeah, relatively intense. It was just a long hike. <laughs> 100 miles, 33,000 feet gain. Yeah, it was nothing. No, the big deal is the 33,000 feet of descent. 
And no naps. Oh, that's horrible. No, that's just brutal. My knees and are no naps. And what's the average no elevation? Yoga. The average elevation is something like 11,000 feet. So it's a pretty burly, quote-unquote, uh, just a 100-mile hike. I, and I mean, maybe. you live at... Five, what 5200 feet yeah no. so so how how did the elevation come into uh, play well luckily i took like i don't know five whole days off work and we camped at molas pass yeah right up is that the ct right there it right? is yeah. right up the ct so we were camping at the pass at twelve thousand feet and yeah. the second night i had really bad headaches but i'm glad that i got there a few days before and then it passed the next day and i was fine and so you came into ultra running from a long distance hiking background correct, correct. i probably should have mentioned that up front so you've hiked the at Mm-hmm. And you did the PCT, mm-hmm. and that was in 08. That's when we met you. Mm-hmm. And when you got to the Canadian border, you actually like hung a left, so to speak, and mm-hmm. hiked the west. Pacific Northwest Trail to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, to the Pacific. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So, and you've done what, half of the Hayduke Trail? Maybe a third. A third. Mm-hmm. You've done what, 90 plus percent of the Arizona Trail? Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent. I don't. I don't want to sell you short, man. Yeah, yeah. You just got a little bit. <laughs> not not a hundred though. <laughs> yeah. In in the Grand Enchantment Trail, which we're going to get to later yes, in uh, all of that trail of month. Well, awesome, mm-hmm. dude. That's Hard Rock One Hundred. But that's... anyone who, for some reason, thinks they might want to run an ultra for some reason because you've done a few through hikes, you like to do. Yeah. Maybe you did a fifty mile a day on the PCT, like some people do. It's like an ultra marathon. It's like man. a condensed through hike. Okay. That's how you got to look at it. It's new terrain. Mm. It's like three big. Decent sized days for a PCT hiker. Okay. Just crammed into like one session. <laughs> Carry your camera, right. you know. Right. Take some music oh, when you get man. sleepy at night. Are there any ultra? Like hike. Are there any ultra marathons where you can take naps? Oh, you could take a nap at any of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. the, the cutoff was forty eight hours. I could have taken eight hours worth of naps oh, and yeah, still gotten sweet. a belt. Buckle. You could have got a good no night's sleep deal. Wow. Yeah. But you chose not to. I chose not to. I, probably I, there's carrying. no logic. I thought I was going to win the race. You weren't carrying a sleeping bag, right? No. Yeah. But I could have borrowed one at an aid station. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So you could have taken a nap. I could have taken a nap. Nice. D'Lo likes his naps. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to have his nap. So there's other things he likes to do on lunch break on hikes, but we're not going to go there. Amendment 64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I tell you what, when we come back, we're going to talk about a recent hike we did on El Dorado Mountain. Ooh. We'll be back in a moment. Once you go bigger, staff, it's hard to go little, staff. The Trail Show. Broadcasting live from 5,400 feet above sea level, it's The Trail Show. And we're back. Remember, you can always find us at www.thetrailshow.com, on facebook.com slash thetrailshow, and at twitter slash trailshow. And now at cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. Oh, yeah, don't forget mm-hmm. our, our new deal, man. And hey, I am you. Nice, nice. Nice pint this is a great segment. Before we get into the next piece, uh, Mags actually has a pint glass I'm from jealous. Cafe Press. It looks beautiful. I mean, and it's, it's true. It's awesome. It's and a thetrailshow.com. It looks glass. nicer in person than it does on the website, I think. And can you tell us what's inside the glass? Honey brown ale from Twisted Pine How Brew. is it? I like it. Believe I it or not. I can't wait to get to it. I'm, I'm still working on this, this um, hoppy 
The hoppy I, beer is pretty good, I thought. It, it's really good. And I, I'm convinced there's some like butterscotch or caramel something going on in here, but it's good. All right, so we went on a hike up El Dorado Mountain two weekends ago. Yeah. And, and, I and Princess of Darkness has something to say about what happened to her back. What happened? Well, I hurt my back several weeks ago, and I couldn't stand up straight for many days. Hmm. And I actually went to the doctor and got some narcotics because it was too much. To Amendment sixty four. No, so, oh. some real stuff. And then I thought it was all better, and I was running again, and like you know. And then I went on that hike, and I think it was maybe a few too many yards of talus fields or something. It's a burly little hike. And then the next day, you guys broke her. I woke Whoa. up. I woke up in the morning. And I was like, oh, my back's kind of sore again. And then by the end of the day, I couldn't stand up straight. So. You guys but broke But it her. only lasted a few days. So Wow. You're ready for another she, El Dorado. She now, was right? walking like this. like With my butt out. Yeah. And her uh, her upper body was like leaned over at a pardon me, 30 degree angle or so. Well, wow. D'Lo, why don't you tell us about this little hike? So the El Dorado Mountain Bushwhack is a hike that I have done for the past six Christmas years. Christmas That's right, everybody. The past six years I have hiked El Dorado Mountain. In the fall, late fall, I like to hike it before the snow sets in on the talus because... Scrambling up talus fields with six inches of snow, foot of snow, just really ain't no and fun. there's no trail. Well, there, yeah, there's no trail. Well, there's a little bit of trail. There's probably three miles of trail, three, four miles of bushwhacking. What did we th- What do we call it? Uh, it's a 7,000, no, 8,000. What? 8,300 mm-hmm. foot. 8,300 8, feet above sea level. You start at about 6,400 feet. So you get a nice solid 2,000 plus foot vertical gain. You do the math here, say. I don't think that was right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, dude. it's a nice solid vertical gain. It's a nice hike. I like to do it with friends. A lot of scrambling. Now I've done it so many times that I really know the route well. Yeah. So and you like to do it the second weekend of November every year. No, right? I just like to do it before, like I said, there's a foot of snow on the talus. So, <laughs> so for those who don't know, Dilo, he has a whole calendar of hikes and skis. He likes it almost like clockwork. Yeah. Oh, it's time for Lost Creek Wilderness. Oh, it's time for the Point of Buchanan Loop. Oh, it must be the sourdough ski traverse. <laughs> and really, he he can't deny it. Cause it's almost like a calendar. You can set the calendar. Well, instead of Groundhog Day, yeah, I, we honestly, have... do you know the problem is? Here's the problem, and the I problem. and I know that a lot of our listeners can uh, empathize with me in this problem. If you live in one place for too long, you kind of get to know all the hikes. You kind of get to know all the cross-country ski trails. So in order hey to man, kind of if, keep if, it... if you talk about skiing, dude, I'm going to shut the show down, man. <laughs> can I'm we talk shut about it down. Can we right. do pack rafting? Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no? The, it's the... Come on, guys. It's the trail show, okay? This is the trail show. It's the trail show. Ski trail. No. No, 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 oh. no, no. It's the trail show. Yeah. Don't make me come over there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway. It's good, Ben. You yeah, learned. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, cool. Disco. He's a father now. He can do these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you hike the same trails all the time, so you got to kind of make it interesting. So I tend to hike the same ones every year. How make, does that make, make it, it interesting? Well, it's, I get to, I, I gets know to the learn trails it. well. I know the trails well, and it's kind of like you get out there that, and it's like, oh, I remember this loop. This I is my all, friend. I know all the good smoke with the back of my hand, you know? I think I remember yeah. a quote from um, one, one of the, the uh, Boulder Super Slams I've done with you. I think we were literally like 50 yards into the hike, and you said, why the f*** do I do this hike every year? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that's, Look at them. They're at race pace. Why the f*** am I out here? Well, to be honest with you, the past two years we've gotten rained out, and I have been so thankful. <laughs> that's right. And I've missed both of the, the rain events. There have only been 18, 19 miles. P.O.D., you were in on it, though. No, I really – this was going to be my – this past year was the year I was going to finally be able to go. And then I had a really bad sinus infection, and oh, it was yeah. like – 
sleeting, and I was like, maybe 20 miles of hiking in the sleet, not good for my cold. Probably not. Dilo, can you tell us what the Super Slam is? It's really awful. Yeah. Is it cleaning toilets nonstop? What is it? It, it could be. It might yeah. as well be. It basically, it's like 25, 26 miles um, through the Boulder open space over... Um, six peaks. Six peaks. Six. Yeah. We do anatomy, too. An enemy is probably nice. the the most insulting peak because it's it's not really on your way anywhere. You've already hiked like twenty two miles. The last peak is like right in front of you. You're at this little saddle. You can just hike the last peak. It's like three miles round trip. Just be done with the thing. Yeah. <laughs> be done with the thing. But no, no, you have to take a left and hike eight hundred mi- eight hundred feet vertical, a mile and a half one way, a mile and a half back to a little piece of mountain. With no real views. It has great views. It's a great little mountain if you just want to go for a hike after work. But after you've hiked 24 miles, it's not a great little mountain. (laughs) It's just a really insulting piece of trail that Mags insists that we hike every year. And every year, I just want to stop at that saddle and take my nap. And everybody will come back in an hour, and I'll just be sleeping. And I'll be well-rested, and I will just prance up the last mountain. But no, every year, I turn left with all the other lemmings. And I go up an enemy. And it's 10,000 feet of elevation gain over the whole day, right? Roughly, like maybe nine and change, not quite ten. Okay. So it's a, it's a gnarly day hike, especially for like the first real day hike of the season. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's where the coffee and chicken came from. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That and, is right. And, and there is never any time to take a nap. Never. <laughs> never. Never. You would like it here, say. Good. Can we go through the night? Well, you can. We might just, just tag. We'll be drinking at Southern Creek Mountain. We'll be drinking at Southern Sun while you're hiking. Through you the could night, yo-yo you know? it. There was one time where Mags really was pretty that hip to really cool. yo-yo uh-huh. the Super Slam, which I yeah. think is just totally ridiculous. That's 2013. Yeah. Yeah. 20, our hike up El Dorado Mountain was good. I don't know if there's any more hiking day um, hiking we had this year. I did have to run the last three miles. I don't know if you guys noticed. Oh that. yeah, remember Pod took off. That's right. What happened? She's got car. I could not take another second <laughs> of the the talk of the minutia of gear. I was like, we don't. Hey, oh we don't talk. We don't talk gear. We weren't talking about I don't know Cuban fiber mm-hmm. down quilts. It was just like. He just said the I, C I, word. I heard it like I heard Cuban fiber one more time, and I was like, "That's it." <laughs> my back already hurts. My feet are tired, but I can't take it. So I just <laughs> ran the last three miles, so I wouldn't have to hear you guys talk about gear. Oh my god! Do we have a gear segment lined up no. tonight? No. no. Do you know no. what our no. motto? Come on, come on, come on. Can we do a Cuban versus more gear, less talk? beer? This is more yeah, gear, less beer. Okay. Come on, man. I mean, you know, oh, wait, we can do honey versus lupo, micro, whatever. Totally. I got that backwards, dude. It's more. More beer, less gear. Though so I am yeah. doing a gear review tonight. Uh, what? Our first ever gear mm. review. In the oh, press. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a, um... the Packraft review, right? Absolutely. <laughs> guys, guys, none of this is on our schedule. <laughs> All right. And speaking of getting back to our schedule, before we get into routes versus trails, I want to debut a new segment tonight. Our good friends, the Noodleheads, Angel Hair and Rigatoni, are notorious for writing these top tens when they're out on their through hikes. And they've done a couple. Two AT hikes, a PCT hike, and a CDT hike, right? What am I leaving yeah. out? That's it. So anyway, we were out visiting them last weekend and uh, just happened to have a microphone with us. So we got them to record some of their top tens. And so 
you know, I, I don't have any special intro music. I, I suppose oh, I could. No, no POD doesn't like that. <laughs> so why don't we get right into it right now? Here comes the Noodleheads top 10 of the month. Top 10 reasons Chuck Norris will never hike the AT. Number 10. Because he can roundhouse kick so fast, it would send him into the future where he already did it. Number nine. Already did it under the trail name Earl Schaefer. <laughs> Number eight. Because technically, it's only a day hike. Number seven. When nature calls, Chuck Norris hangs up. Number six. Because building it was enough. Number five. Because his penis dragging on the ground would get tiresome. <laughs> Number four, because 2,180 miles is the distance to his mailbox. Number three, Chuck Norris doesn't hike trails. He stands still and the earth moves under him. Number two, he already has an awesome beard. <laughs> and the number one reason Chuck Norris will never hike the Appalachian Trail... He's already creating a trail with red blazes of his own. If by trail you mean path of destruction, and if by red blazes you mean blood of his victims. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> All right, thanks yeah. to the Noodleheads for that first top ten. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I guess there was an obsession with Chuck Norris. I don't remember that. But oh, people are into the Chuck Norris thing. I don't yeah, know what it is. I, yeah, 2008, 2009. Yeah, I don't know. I'm out, I'm out of the Chuck Norris loop. You, know? you, you didn't through hike the AT in 2012, did you? I did not. It came back. It, it, it was came back. back. Yeah, okay. it was so it's like back. retro cool. Oh, yeah. But that top 10 could have been from 2002. Mm, yeah, I guess you're right, because they hiked in 2002 and yeah. then 2012, right? They did a 10th yeah. anniversary oh, hike. Maybe they made it up just for the show. No. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, they have a lot of so time. So, I've got uh, I've got a special special trail show announcement. Oh. So, ooh. none of you all know about what I'm getting ready to tell you. We don't. We actually know. You don't know. The listeners don't know. Not even me. You don't know. Wow. Gift for your guest panelist. Last night, history was made, people. <laughs> for the first time in my entire life. In the town of Westminster, Colorado, at a bowling alley called Fat Cats. Oh, jeez. I broke 200 and bowled a 209. Yeah! Hey, hey, hey Disco. That's not the trail. This is not the trail. This is not the bowling show. This is not the bowling show. Don't talk about bowling one more time. We're going to have to cut the show. The show is over. You're out of the trail show. I bowled a 209. Please don't talk about bowling. The show is over if you talk about bowling one more time. Bowling is not on the trail. What weight ball do you like to use? All right. And and on on that note, let's get into (laughs) the future of through hiking (laughs) routes versus trails. All right. I'm going to take the button off that thing. Come on, man. It's the future of thru-hiking, routes versus trails. We need some, like, We all have reverb effect. in the future. Yeah, yeah. you got to have something futuristic. Yeah. So, Max, this was kind of your your idea, man. So, what's well, going on? Well, I didn't on? realize it would be a segment, so... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't remember. <laughs> well, let's keep it short. What's the, what's the whole impetus behind this? What's going on with routes versus trails? Well, more and more, like, the Hayden <coughs> Trail, the Grand Enchantment Trail, the Oregon <laughs> Desert Trail... So. They're really not trails. It's more of a combo of cross-country routes, existing trails, Jeep track, etc., with no real designated route. Do you have a designated designa- de- destination? 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. That was did, did, you ha- did they have a designated destination? Please continue. They usually do. Like, oh, okay. You know, say the Grand Enchantment Trail is from Albuquerque yeah. to Phoenix. Uh-huh. But, you know, just from lack of government funds, more bureaucratic red tape, it's just easier to have these designated <laughs> routes. <laughs> what? What's going on? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. What's going on? Okay, sorry. Continue. Routes versus trails. I know. Should, what, should I know we start over exactly from the beginning here? No, no, no. We're good. <laughs> anyway, I just... I don't to be a segment, but... It's just more that there's be less and less the classic Appalachian Trail style. Yeah. And more of the corridor. More of the Grand Enchantment but Trail style. People are thinking outside of the box. But do you think yeah. that's an, yeah. a West Coast or Western thing? Or I'm just curious because I haven't been back East in a long time. And certainly not... Set foot on a trail in the east. I think it is just curious if it's like if on the east they're still kind. I mean, because those trails are old on the east in the east. But the question is about the east coast. But that's that's laid out, isn't it? Right. I feel like there's new trails being created. There's one from Tennessee to Vermont or something, right? There's the uh, Great Eastern Trail, which is a combination of different trails. So even the east coast that's taken hold too. Pod to answer your question, I think it's actually not so much an eastern versus western mentality. I think it's more of just where the terrain facilitates mm. more yeah. creative route choices mm-hmm. because in the east as we all know the forests are very thick and it's much easier to bushwhack when you're cruising through fields of sagebrush and you can see where you're going rather than when you're deep in a forest taking compass bearings and following trees to trees but what they're doing on the east coast though good they, point they're taking existing trails like the new england trail yeah and making it a trail system make this route the New England Scenic Trail is essentially a combination of different trails. In many and ways. what about the Oregon Desert Trail? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a new one. It's going from um, Bend to the Idaho border. Yeah. And that's very much more of the new mold, where it's taking existing trails, cross-country, <clears throat> jeep tracks, and more of a corridor approach. Because to get right. a designated government trail is just very difficult. Mm-hmm. Or even huh. a statewide recognized trail. Okay. There's supposed to be maps next year for that Oregon Trail. Yeah, because it's using oh, a lot really? of existing Yeah, now. I went to their website. You've been checking Every- it out. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Oh, wow. One of the one of our listeners, your listeners, yeah. need to be the first three hikers of this trail. I, hey, man. Well, you heard it, here first. It. heard it here first. I'll, I'll buy you a growler beer. I'll ship it anywhere in the lower 48. The next through hiker, the first through hiker of the Oregon Desert Trail, mm-hmm. I expect you to carry the growler all the way to the, the <laughs> yeah. eastern terminus or west or wherever direction you go. You could go. take a light beer to save weight, though. There yeah, of course. Yeah, Or yeah. you could use the growler to put water in. Multi-use? Yeah. No, you have to carry the actual beer and drink the beer when you finish. And the whole growler. You want to be skunked be a little skunked. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're tough if you hike the Oregon. you got to tough trail. it out, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so routes versus trails. Have we have we covered that like we wanted so. to? Have we taken? Have we gone to the future and come back? Well, I want to say that I think these new routes are taken off because more people are through hiking. And more people, they hike the AT, they move on to this PCT, they do the CDT, and then they're like, well, yeah. now what's next? Right. And so they're like, well, maybe I'll do something different. And then those people create their own little routes, and everyone's on the wet, on the internet. Yeah. It gets shared. There's yeah. more and more through hikers. They have more experience. And it's kind they're of inspired. Neat. You yeah. don't have to worry yeah. about this, you know, this purity debate of the AT. I mean, how do you be pure on a, de- yeah. Yeah. On a yeah. route that's just made up by some guy who looked at maps and right it's a journey exactly and i think it's a very positive thing mm-hmm. i mean the classic trails are great and all but sometimes you want something different and i think this new way of doing the trails are, are really good for experienced through hikers yeah last month when i interviewed pepper um mm-hmm. he and i kept talking a bit he works he's an instructor with a, a wilderness school and i i took an outward bound course myself when i was 16 um, if you've ever heard of Knowles 
or Outward Bound. They're kind of wilderness-based courses. Mine happened to be a 16-day course. And I could figure that Pepper would appreciate um, a story I had from from my 16 days of Outward Bound. So I'm going to share that with you all right now. But first, let's go back in time. Dude, my, my Outward Bound group, it was pretty much hoods in the woods i remember like i was 16 at the time and uh the first night like when i was finally in my group of 12 and we had two counselors like we we um were sitting around in a circle kind of thing and the, the first thing they asked us man was how many of you were forced to come here <laughs> by your parents and i, I should you that 10 out of 12 hands went up <laughs> everyone's hand but mine and some other guy and like i just thought i was going to a cool summer camp like right. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know what i had signed up for either but when i saw 10 hands go up man my heart dropped to my stomach and i was just like yeah. holy fuck, what have i just signed up for man this it is... sounds like the classic moment of course yeah. <laughs> you're not alone in that feeling <laughs> do you ask that question of some of your your students uh i have asked that question but it's not generally the first question i ask students okay yeah it, that that specific moment in what 1992 for me that I'm was old. the first question asked <laughs> and, and oh yeah and by the, it was a 16 day course and by the end of the course um, two, two of the guys had been, had to go home early. They got kicked out <laughs> for, uh, drugs and alcohol or, uh, just, just general disobedience <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the, the defining moment, one of them was just so over it by like day 10 or 11, we were, <laughs> we were hiking along and he just, he was just like, I'm not hiking anymore. And they were like, you have to hike. We're hiking on. He was like, I'm not hiking. And they were like, you know, you have to hike. Let's go. And I, I kid you not, dude, he stopped in the middle of the trail, dropped, <laughs> dropped trail and took a dump right in the middle of the trail on the spot in front of everybody. True story. Have you seen that? I have not seen someone defecate in front of me on yeah. purpose. That, he was on one purpose. of the kids that got kicked out later, but. Yeah, I, I I'd never seen anything like that. Uh, on purpose. I mean, I've 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 like happened so to awesome. on people on trail that were dumping and they thought they were, you know, not no one would see them and I walked up on them. I, that's happened, but like I've never ever seen anyone just just blatantly be like, okay, this is how I'm going to disobey you. I'm just going to fucking dump. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's got to be a legacy in North Carolina. Like, I feel like if I called down there, go like, "Oh yeah, the dump course." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, back in '92, that kid, right? He fucking dumped." It. And not only that, the counselors made him. They actually made him dig a hole and take some sticks and move the dump into the hole. <laughs> Sounds that's like a very power-bound thing to do. Yeah, I was the whole thing just. You know, I knew at that point <clears throat> I had just gotten into something that had changed my life forever. <laughs> That's a true story, folks. Is that why you married P.O.D.? 
Um, what? What does that have to do? Well, I'm not say, sure. It, I don't know that those two things are connected, man. But well, uh, there's farting. Disco, I don't know. Perhaps could, could he have used the smear technique to? Uh, yeah. North Al- Carolina. The Alpine smear the dump. Yeah, North Carolina. Why? Why couldn't you use the smear actually, technique? Actually, South Carolina. They made him dig a hole and actually move the dump. I would have argued that he could have used the smear technique. You only use that Alpine. Area, yeah, for, when you get not in the middle of the trail. You, smear, you can smear poo anywhere. We were on the AT actually, right on the Georgia North Carolina border. That was the section we were doing. That was actually I was sixteen. That's twenty years ago. I'm an old fart, but that was my first ever hike on the Appalachian Trail. It's well, a tough was, section, too. It is a tough section. Yeah. And yeah. it's a heartwarming story. It had <laughs> drama, had intrigue, and had crap. And so. you came back for more. It's everything trail show listeners want in a story. Did drama, really intrigue, is. and crap. Do, do you think <laughs> and it, did it change you? Is that why oh, you changed, became a thru-hiker? Well, Maybe? apparently, because, I mean, that was my first hike on the AT, and then, so I was 16, and then six years later, I was on my AT thru-hike. So, yeah. It was kind of my first real go at... Um, overnight backpacking and i don't know you know I, I just never really done anything like that not even really done much in the way of day hikes but you know we didn't shower for 16 days and we were kind of grungy and uh yeah just kind of one thing led to the other but you know that whole experience of that that guy i just i, I couldn't believe it man he just he he did he just didn't want to hike he was done. He was like, it's like a ch- child. That's, that's a what I do when I get upset and I don't want to do something. You just stop I and stop dump on the spot in the middle of the shopping mall. Maybe, maybe if they just—I <laughs> don't want to go in the Macy's. middle of IKEA. Maybe they should have oh. just. Let the kid. <laughs> what if they would have just let the kid take a nap? <laughs> yeah. right? Maybe he just needed a nap. Maybe you know. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to bring this back to uh, Pepper, actually. Yeah. Pepper Paw. Pepper Paw. And um, it's interesting after we uh, interviewed him on the show. Um, a lot, a few comments. There were a lot of comments, and yeah. I actually Disco pointed out that there was a video attached to his web page or whatever, and he posted it on Facebook. And so that actually got a lot of traffic, and um, specifically by some other she hikers. Oh, they watched the video. They watched huh? the video, and they're they're interested. And uh, they, they want to hike a fifty with Pepper. It's interesting because I think Pepper looks like hell in those videos. Really, like it's, the later days. It's like the worst I've ever seen him. Mm. Uh, yeah, the later days when yeah. he's like really Day sleep seven, eight, nine. Ooh, yeah. Ouch! Ooh, he looked. The, I can. That looks rough. Apparent, the sleep deprivation. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Really. apparently that did not deter the she hikers. <laughs> and so um, we've talked to Pepper about this, and we agreed that we're going to do this another contest. <gasps> a trail show contest. Our Let's second contest. Yes. Let's do it. It is uh, win a date with Pepper Paw. Yeah. That's right. And he's game, right? He's game. <laughs> and uh, Pepper gets to decide the, the whereabouts, so you have to be prepared to... Travel. Travel and, you know, hike a 50-mile day or whatever. At a minimum. But, at a minimum. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's game. And so, uh, you know, if you are a <laughs> she-hiker, because I think that's... The way that he to goes. To quote Seinfeld, is there anything wrong with, wrong with that? Mi- minimum 50-mile right. day? Is that the well, I don't know. He's, he he's going to decide. He's going to decide. First day could be a 40. Yeah. For warming up. Yeah. So, um, and he said that he does. I ain't going to do that trail then, man. To address the comments about the drinking and whatnot that happened last show. Or lack what? of, lack yes. of in it. Yeah. There was you guys were really hung up. It was Max. Max couldn't. He can't fathom that okay. there's there's someone out there that hikes and doesn't drink. Well, beer. anyway, he commented <laughs> to me that he has been known to get a little wild over some sarsaparilla. 
So I was going to say Shirley Temple. Just like all the good Amish do. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Exactly. <laughs> here we go with the Amish. That, so, oh, no. No more Amish. That's it. We've lost D-Lo. He's gone. Good night, yeah. folks. So anyway. I'm going skiing. Our next contest ah. is win a date with Peppa. How is this going to play out? Well, he's actually, I think, going to be here in December. He's going to be on the next show. He'll he's be a guest panelist. Guest yeah. panelist on the next show. Oh, sweet. And so we can unveil the winner. And so you have to submit uh, an entry on our Facebook page. Okay. Uh, you need to submit a headshot. <laughs> yeah? And, uh, I like this. Sure, a headshot and... Uh, why you want to hike with Pepper. Why you want to hike with Pepper and perhaps some credentials. Although you don't have to have a lot of credentials. He's willing to take a newbie out. He's yeah. an instructor. He's very good at teaching. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe if you don't have any experience, that could be a plus. He's a down-to-earth guy. And just uh, explain to us why you want to hike with Pepper Pa. Oh, so our second contest. And maybe you could tell us your favorite root beer. Awesome. And you know, a lot of the microbrews like around it. here make some killer root That's beer. That's right. So, That's we'll, right. Pepper, we're going to make sure we bring a growl of root beer just That's for right. you. Seriously. That's right. He likes the sarsaparilla. Well, Southern Sun right here makes an awesome root beer. And now it's time for Scott Perry's Tales from the Trail. You better answer. He's gonna, it's going to be so loud when he answers. You know how he is. I'm going to mess with him a little bit. Yellow. Yellow. Can you hear me? Yellow. Hello. Squatch. It's a trail show. Okay. Is it? Uh, are you recording? Yes, you are live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All righty. Hey, Scott, we have some questions. Yes, ma'am. Are you going to get in trouble for taking a call so late with your mom and dad? Oh, <laughs> man, that's... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm not at my folks' house right now. Oh, um, you're on the road, right? I mean, dude, I am in Weed, California, at the fabulous um, Motel Six. Wow, yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. But you have to pay for Wi Fi, which is unbelievably slow. Yeah, I, I can. I'm picking up a little, uh, a little Motel Six Wi Fi garbledliness, but you, you're fairly clear. Well, Okay, hold on. A uh, let me. I got the heater on. It's a it's a small chimp on a bicycle pumping a fan over a fire. Hold on, let me go smack okay. him in the head. Okay. <laughs> Yellow. So you're in weed. That? You're in weed, California. Weed. I'm in weed. weed, California. The guy next door who's been doing meth all day oh, now boy. thinks I'm talking to myself and Ed. Let, let me ask you this: Is there a uh, lampshade there that has some maybe oily brown stains? On it. You know what? Honestly, I got just three of them, and two of them are on, and they look surprisingly pristine. Wow. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, a little shocked. It's a nice for a Motel Six room. It's actually pretty nice. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, let's talk about your movie first. You said you were editing. Oh, that's funny. You should ask. Yes. Um, yeah, I uh, I shot a film last year, Flip Flop Flippin', and so which was fantastic. Thank you. Head. I appreciate that. And uh, so, and I was just mentioning before, I think we both went off on tangents, um, <laughs> that uh, I was planning to uh, finish the trail, but had I got sick and, you know, sidetracked, as I usually do when I'm doing this stuff, because it's, it's mostly about the people. You know, it's not my, my little journey is secondary in the film. So uh, uh, I'm editing, logging simultaneously, and happy with the footage so far, so... So far, so good. I hope to have it out by uh, February or, or March. Ooh, at, a Valentine's uh, movie. 
Very romantic. Ooh. Well, maybe. <laughs> Are there any like deleted scenes that we could maybe catch on the Valentine's well, reel? There might be an Easter egg or two in there. That, <laughs> oh, nice. Midget, midget footage with the small bear and the porcupine. Mm. And, and folks would be able to find that film at squatchfilms.com, right? They, uh, yes, hopefully, barring some kind of um, international power outage. And, and or, whatever, uh, whatever the listeners do, they should, by all means, never go to squatching.com, correct? Yes. <laughs> I, I used to have <laughs> Oh, yes, I know, man. You used to have it, it, but you don't now. Yeah, I had the, is it still the, the kind of the porn thing or whatever? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I owned that when I did, and I had the film Squatching back in the 40s, that film. And um, uh, and then when I let the URL die, some people would still go there and somebody say, oh, by the way, there's uh, a foot fetish. So, are you hiking and into foot fetish? No, no, I just, just let go. Tell us about the 405, man. Let's just, let's get right to it. Yeah. Am I hearing plates? Are you guys eating? Um, there's a lot of costas, glasses, and and tall beers being consumpted at the moment. It's a little tinkling of uh, <laughs> yeah, there's tinkling of man. as I tell you about my. I don't think there's any tinkling involved in this. Anyway, there'll be um, tinkling later. <laughs> this is like I don't know how long. You know, seventy-two years. Ago. Seventy-two, maybe. I was about twenty-eight, and um, uh, I actually when I was doing it was when I was doing stand-up and i finished the set at yeah. uh, improv and i remember driving i was living in redondo beach and i'm on the 405 freeway <clears throat> and um and the 405 is like a beltway around la right yeah it's one of the main freeways it goes right by lax okay. and i was actually right by lax when i suddenly uh was overcome with some intestinal distress <laughs> that i, in- I initially <laughs> thought was merely Purely gas related. Okay. It's one of those kind of build up, you know. So you kind of, you know, you uh, you ease the you ease the tank as it were, and you think you're going to be fine. Right. And I'm not kidding. It was like literally within like two seconds, it, it filled right back up. My gut was expanding. Like, it was like something was amiss. I don't remember eating any live squirrels that day or or, or reptiles of any type, but um, uh, it just kept building, and I'm like. Oh my God! Something bad is going to happen here. So I'm, I had a had a Acura Legend at the time, and I'm like I'm like and I'm and I had the the seats are not like they, they weren't um, it's not like velour, but it was it, 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 they it, were it, plush. Very, uh, yeah, they were plush. They were very absorbent. It's uh, <laughs> like a brownie. So, so I was panicking at this point because I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. So I immediately, well, not immediately, maybe within a few seconds, when I realized this could be something nuclear happening. Um, I looked around in the car for something to provide a buffer between the seat and my gap khakis and my soon-to-be boiling ass. So, I there there is a um, there. I luckily the only thing that was in the back seat was a friggin' beach towel. I mean, talk about that was awesome, and it and it didn't have any fecal matter on it that day. It was clean, so, man. Yeah, and dude, I'm telling you, I'm not losing any miles per hour as I'm. I'm still hitting 70. I'm in the fast lane. I'm doing this all. Oh, God. Oh, you know, when you kind of lean back in the back, your your foot kind of goes forward. So you're accidentally accelerating that type of thing. Oh, God, right. Wait, you're right. So I do feel I get it under my pants. And it feels like a good buffer. And I think that just the sweet relief for that, knowing there was a buffer, just let me let loose. And it was just. <laughs> 
That's what I thought. But then, <laughs> dude, it was literally. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. It was like, you know, those shoots they use to to make sidewalks, and they pour the the, the cement in. It was like somebody shoved one of those back in the back of my pants, and a dude is all right, Jimmy, let it go, and it's just filling my. And it's around my my hamstrings, and I think, well, that's that'll settle there. But you know, a few seconds later, people are, now I'm I'm at the calves. I'm oh, the no. astronauts at the right stuff. I think we're gonna have to abort it. Permission, Jim. And it's and that just the absurdity of that coupled with the smell, which was not rising in the car. It was just this. I had the window. I had my head out the window again, 70 miles an hour, fully of shat myself. And uh, I don't know what to do, you know, so I, my exit's coming up in about two miles, so I'm still trying not to gag too much. I get off the freeway, and now I'm only going like 30, 35, so now the stench is really building because I'm not getting the wind getting in the car, you know? So I'm literally driving with my head out the window, hoping a cop doesn't pull me over for violating however many environmental laws I was breaking that night. And uh, I was able to get to my apartment uh, got out. Luckily, my my uh, the car parking spot was right next to the dumpster. Got out. There's I think some light bulb hanging there in the breeze or something. I peel. I just like peel off it, and it was just like I was just caked. My whole leg, oh. abor- Aboriginal from the get down. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I had a boomerang in my hand for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, got got those off and just. You know, just drop them in the dumpster like party of Laurel. <laughs> I don't know. You know, and the ta- I do. This is the amazing thing, is that I was convinced because there was so much, uh, you know, uh, volume in my pants that it didn't go through those Gap khaki pants. It didn't uh, leak through. Uh, no, it didn't leak through. So amazing. Uh, there's nothing on the seat. You know, and I called the Gap the next day and had a great idea for an ad. <laughs> But they didn't seem that interested. Um, so I, I got up to the apartment and uh, took a four-hour shower. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. Tales from Weed, California. Tales from the Trail with Scott Harrett, ladies and gentlemen. Get into it. I wanted to ask you if you'd be willing yes. to tell the Navajo shooter story next month. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was good. Involves more bodily excretions. <laughs> uh, that, that story that's all is I'm classic. good for. Is that, that's pretty much it, huh? Me and... Uh, no. Here I am. So I'm hanging up all alone in Weed, California, uh, with a meth addict next door. It's like 30 degrees. That's no, it's good. You guys have a great show. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Squatch. Have a good one, man. All right, man. Thanks. Later. Bye. Bye. When we come back from break, we're going to be getting into Mags and Delo's review of a film called The Wildest Dream. Stay tuned. Drinking Alita of Soda. The Trail Show. <laughs>
and now here they are, four hikers with 40,000 trail miles. Disco, the Princess of Darkness, Mags and D-Lo. We're back, and guess what? Our PayPal button's working again, so head on over to thetrailshow.com and click the PayPal button and help us fund our beer and bandwidth needs. Woo! Yes. The honey brown is good. So yeah. the donors yeah, from this Yeah, month? the honey brown. Yeah, let's, Thank let's you talk so about the much. honey brown. Yeah, let's check back in with our beers here. So I finally just topped up with um, the honey brown. I really like the IPA. The honey brown's good. I'm not a huge fan of honey browns in general, but this, this is pretty is smooth. Um, it's actually yeah. got, I feel like it's got a slight twinge of coffee oh, aftermath. God. What, no? What's going on here? <laughs> Tastes beer, like, like a, a Bolivian espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking Bolivian, maybe Shea yeah. Grown. Shea Grown? Right, High Andes. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. this did win a gold medal in 98, apparently. Oh, oh 98. nice. That was, that was the like dawn start of, of beer. But it's Twisted Pines with the oldest microbrews in Boulder. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it goes back to 96 or 97. Wow. And, and Twisted Pine is actually known for their their chili beers. So Billy's yeah. Chilies, they've won Delicious. a Delicious. If you're into – chili beers are kind of an odd thing. Um, I'd never even heard of them until I moved out west. And I bet Billy's Chilies was probably one of the first I ever tasted. It's pretty mild. It's definitely got a little bit of kick. But they also make the hottest beer on the planet. I guess is the claim to fame. It's the ghost face killer. It's not drinkable. It's, it's it's not tasty. You just do it just to say you did it, quite frankly. I don't. It's Get a sample. I, I, t- I got a four-ounce sample mm-hmm. last time I was at the brewery, and I took one sip, and I, I think I lost like three layers off the back yeah, of my throat. I think throat. Pain was there. I was there. Oh, that, that's right. Did you yeah. taste it? I thought it was all right. Do you, it was hot, I man. mean, it was hot, but it was not unbearable. But I still think the reason you get it is because of the name. Well, the, and, and shout out to the Wu Tang. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wu Tang shout out. Wu forever. Yeah, but the Billy's chili is spicy, but really good. Good with like a burrito or like yeah, you know, right. Some it, Tex-Mex. It's bearable. Wu Tang forever. So, yes. so Rizza, if you're listening, hi. But twisted. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want, hey, want to look hey, it up, Raekwon, Raekwon, yeah. if you're out there, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> Where can you find more info uh, on Twisted Pine Brewing? Twisted Pine Brewing, uh, company dot com. Wait a minute. Wait, no, no, that's no, not no, Twisted no. Pine Brewing, sorry. No. I yes, thought it was... No, that's right. Twistedpinebrewing.com. Just Google it, people. Okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah, do it's Twisted easier. Pine. It'll figure it out. Twisted right. Pine Brewing. It's well, easier. What was that first beer we drank again? The Lily. <laughs> the Necro <laughs> and Lily. No, it's Necro not Necro. Necro Goblin What? It's not Necro. Oh Don't go there. Don't All go right, there. so Mags and Dilo recently viewed a film called The Wildest Dream. Actually, POD and I were also supposed to watch it, and that just never happened. So I didn't know about this. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, so hey, anyway, <laughs> it's, it's never too late because I, I'm almost through Wild by Cheryl Strait. I'm so. at sixty four. That's yeah. why I still am wild. Anyway, what what was that book, Dilo? So let me let me give a quick synopsis of The Wildest Dream, then we can discuss okay. it. Um, it's about Conrad Anker. A okay. very, very famous climber out of Bozeman, Montana. He found Bozeman. Mount- Bozeman. Represent. Montana. Oh, oh, I have seen this movie. Sam H., baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. He found Mallory's body, who Fat may bites. or may not have been the first person to climb Everest. Was. I was there. Okay. <laughs> Back in time. P.O.D. knows. It's it's done deal. Okay. And they found his body, what was it, 95, 96, uh-huh. roughly? And what he did was he wanted to see this comrade anchor he wanted to see if mallory could have climbed Everest. so he did some old school gear yeah and like clothes and boots like, like we watched boots? this movie together no we, we watched the endless knot 
Well, this was an IMAX. It was an IMAX movie originally. It's on Netflix streaming if you want to watch it. Okay. But he wore the leather. He wore the wool. Yeah. He wore the canvas. Yeah. He didn't do all of Everest in old school. No, no, I didn't. I, I thought he only wore those like when he was prancing around his house. I don't think he actually wore those out. <laughs> you did. were asleep for part of it, dude. Well, yeah, he did, I did wear fall them. Asleep. He I did wear them on the mountain. Wait, and what? Wait, 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 hold up, Dilo. Did you actually fall asleep? During yeah, the... I did. And that's probably the part that I fell asleep in was when he was wearing those clothes because I only wow. saw him prancing around his home in Bozeman in those clothes. And I <laughs> but, didn't think he really took. Them with him too. No, he yeah, wore he them. He did. He oh, and okay. the and the younger kid that went with Which him. Mallory historically did have a young assistant as well, so it was very appropriate. Hmm. And what they found about the older clothing worked very well. The one thing that didn't work well were the mountaineering boots. Yeah. Leather hobnail boots. Ugh. And they're they were pretty but there was a step, uh, the second step, and they were wondering if Mallory really got over it. Hmm. And they were actually able to do the moves. They were. And I was awake for that part. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And what? Pe- and I was reading online outside he just of this movie. Needed a nap. <laughs> they he had a nap. minute nap in the middle of the film. He took about an eighty-year nap. Ooh. But in any case, <laughs> the, wow, evi- man, the evidence uh... seems to indicate forensic evidence by the way the body fell and the way it was found. Eighty-year <laughs> nap. It's Me? Ba- not you, Mallory. Mallory. Rapunzel. But he's still dead. He's not like he woke up. It's a joke, dude. Not a very good one. It's like somebody, I know that, that's why like I hear anyway, wait, wait, And anyway, wait, let, it, let me finish the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody put a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> oh my god, what was that? It's like someone put a big turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> why did you say that, Mags? Why no, did you? Say I don't that? remember. Back to the movie. So the evidence indicates there's strong evidence Mallory did in fact summit. Okay. But obviously, he died on the way down. I can actually tell you. I can prove to you that I've seen the movie because I can tell you the specific thing that led them to believe that he summited Mount Everest. Go. And that is that he had said all along that if he made the summit, he would leave a picture of his wife at the top. And when they found his body, he still had some, like, he was laying on his stomach. And inside his shirt pocket, he had, like, some other things in there from the hike. And the only thing missing was the picture of his wife. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Oh, man, yeah. that's crazy. And they, what they're hoping for... It's like someone put a big turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what they're hoping for, they find the, the assistant yeah. whose body's never been found. Some Chinese mountaineers think they might have seen it back in the day. Hmm. They may have photographs, because he's one of the photographic people. There might be photographic evidence. This is all speculation. Oh, yeah. This okay. is all speculation. But I thought it was a really great movie. It is a good movie. And I thoroughly enjoyed the scenery, spectacular story of Mallory. I mean, it was just an amazing, to me, amazing, amazing. A lot lot of history there. Absolutely. Did I not see this movie? You saw it. It was you and I and MacGyver. So I've seen it. Yes. So we've all seen it here on the trail show. No, oh no, no. Man, I'll tell seen. you what. i got to lay off the beer. You know, I, apparently I've You were seen... daydreaming about bowling or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, think, hey. Don't, don't talk And just think, that. now that Amendment 64 has been passed, the memory's going to get even worse. Oh, my gosh. Come but on. When we, I mean, Forget I thought it was a great it. movie. It is. And okay. the story of both. Yeah, it was, I, I thought it was a great movie, too. Plus, they go into Coward Anchor's old story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his very, very good friend, very famous mountaineer, Alex Lowe, passed yeah. away while climbing. And he developed a relationship with Alex Lowe's wife, and they Widow. fell in love. Hmm. Yeah. Widow. Widow yeah. at this point. And <clears throat> they ended up marrying, and he adopted the children on his own, and yeah. just a great story all around. And there's a follow-up movie. Well, I don't know if it's a follow-up movie, but there's another movie called The Endless Knot, mm-hmm. which is about the climbing school that those two created in Nepal, which I highly recommend. Yeah, that was a good movie, and yeah. I do remember that one. So That was pre-bowling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-209, bro. 
Can I talk about the 209 album? No, 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 let's go back to okay. Trail. Come on. All right, so we need to get right into Trail of the Month. Mm. And this month, we're going to be talking about the Grand Enchantment Trail. Oh, yeah. And we've got yes. an expert in the room, someone that's actually through-hiked the entire mm-hmm. length of the GET. Mm-hmm. Eric Payne. Yes. Talk to my us. Name's, right. My name's Hearsay. Okay, sorry. Hearsay. Let's, uh, get, let's get to the get. GET. Yeah. 730 miles. The perfect trail length. Nice. You know, it's a month change of hiking. Okay. Good release. A month and change. Now, wait a minute. What yeah, kind no, of, there's what no kind? naps if you're hiking 700 <laughs> yeah, yeah. miles 700 a month. miles a month? No you know, the daylight gets shorter in the no fall. Naps, you got to keep moving. No but naps. There's no naps. No 40-hour days, though. Seven, what'd you say, more days. like five or six weeks versus a month? Maybe five weeks. Five weeks. Okay. So you'd recommend a fall hike is what I'm hearing. Well, I did fall. I don't know about spring. Okay. You don't have to think about snow. Because there's definitely some sketchy snow, sh- snow sections uh, west of the Gila okay. and the Muggion Mountains that a lot of people take a low route. And, and the GET, there's a lot of alternate routes like the CDT. And oh, so so it, the trail itself is Albuquerque to Phoenix, right? Right, which is like 300 miles as the crow flies. The trail ends up being 700 miles. It does a of big course. Are, are, yeah. are loop way out of the way. Are we discussing the future of thru-hiking? The future of thru-hiking is the Grand Enchantment Trail. Yeah, yeah and this is yeah, more of a route. This is the way. It's more of a route. Okay. Yeah, it's a connection of you know trails that exist, trails that are overgrown. They're okay. on the map, some Jeep tracks, some cross-country. Wow. And so no the wait, future. Wait, what year did you hike this? 2010, let's say. Okay, fairly recent. Oh, okay. And so no no talk of the GET can be had without discussing Brett Tucker. Brett Tucker is the genius known as Blister Free. Uh, Simplicity.net is he makes his website. The, he makes the best trail gators in the business. The Levigators, which P.O.D. loves. No more gear talk. Okay, sorry. But I do have a gear review later. But he, yeah, gear review later. But Blister Free has made numerous cool routes. Like oh, the yeah. The Grand Entrainment Trail is probably the most popular, but he's made... The lowest to highest route that goes from Badwater to oh, Mount Whitney, yeah. which is on the list. Yeah, uh, he made the Sky Islands Traverse, which I don't think he's finished, but he's got a lot of information on his is that website. Like the New Mexico Planet Loop that looks planet, really or? cool. Yeah. What's hmm. that? Oh, nothing. Yeah, the New Mex- Northern New Mexico Loop. It's also it's just like one guy inspired has, has he by hiked maps. all these, or has he just mapped them out? No, he's, he's hiked them. He's hiked them all. Does yeah. he have the most a, of them are, are hmm. large, lots of sections of does them. Does he have like an undocumented workers trail down across hiked? the border? Yeah. It's called the Arizona Trail. Yeah, Is it? The, the southern section of the Arizona Trail. Okay. Um, That's so, true. <laughs> so, and, and he's an East Coaster, right? It's kind of he's interesting. He's from Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Okay, so. He's from my home. It's an inspiring place out there. So Rhode Island, beautiful. Makes you want to come west. Yeah. And, and the GET <laughs> was kind of his thing, right? He literally he's hiked put it, it on the map. More than four times. He, I think he hiked it every year, every other year. And so he made the route. Dude, that's he published just like it. Me. That's, that's like just that's like just like D'Lo and the Ring yeah, the Peak Trail. Yeah, just like yeah. you, you may be able to map out the El Dorado. I got the route. I got the Ring the Peak Trail mapped yeah. out. Oh, you yeah. should. Well, yeah. you most and... beautiful trail. It's like Mount Rainier for Colorado. Ring yeah. the Peak. Yeah, it's like the Wonderland Trail, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Blister okay. Free is the genius though. So he stares at maps and makes it up. GET highlights favorite sections. Yeah, favorite sections. Favorite sections. The Gila. Okay. You know, people go through the Gila on the CDT, right? And they always talk about, I don't know, is the West Fork of the Gila? Which fork of the Gila do you hike where you're in the nice little canyon and it's beautiful and it's a highlight of New Mexico? Mags, you would know. Which fork is it? There's it was, the West, forks. It was okay. the West Fork. Okay. The West Fork also hiked on the GET. The okay. GET also uses the CDT along the Black Range Crest, I think it's called. So which the, no the one designated uses. route. Yeah. The designated CDT route that no one takes because it's burned. Yeah. And they think it's dry, but there's actually water up there. That CDT. CDT chain of Craters. Go through the Chain of Craters. I don't know about so, that. So, okay. speaking of Good water, fall color. what's your biggest water carry on the GET? Uh, 
I don't know, 30 miles? Maybe. That's pretty big. I don't think it's not that bad, though. Compared to the Hey Duke, I remember a 42 mile stretch. Ooh. Um, not that bad at all. And what about the, um, what's the, the weird water on the Hey Duke? Do they have that too? The alkaline. The alkaline water is oh, that on the GET? The potholes is... of the Grand Canyon and the Hey Duke are a nightmare. Well, GET, about... not like that. Okay. Lots of springs, lots of flowing water, well, no sketchy he water. He planned cool. it to be a through hikeable trail. He did, yeah. I mean, I'd probably through have some numbers hikeable. somewhere. That's he claimed, yeah. you know, Blister Free says there's 170 water sources on the whole trail. Well, like wow. the Hey Duke trail yeah, was a lot of water. meant to be done more as a section hike originally. Right, they did section hike it. Yeah. Right, and it's certainly drier. So GET is way wetter. Okay. You know, not as hardcore as the Hey Duke, for sure. Mo-wetta. But just as wild, and you don't... Moetta. Moetta. Moetta But blue. easy logistics. No easy logistics. You fly into Albuquerque, you get out of Phoenix. It's easy to hitchhike to and from the trailhead. They're very popular areas. Yeah. So you started Albuquerque and went to Phoenix? Right, that's the okay. standard for fall. And is your, is your GET blog still up? Like could people? Oh yeah, sure. Out? I have the ultrapain.blogspot.com. Boom, old school blog. Boom, plug one. There might be some photos plug of something two. on there. Plug. Dilo? No. No. So, but it's still up, so people can go. Yeah, check there's out. some photos there. Okay. It's beautiful in the fall. There's lots of really good fall color. There's still water. It's just an incredible hike because you know there's like 14 different mountain ranges, and so you're constantly okay. climbing up a mountain range, which is like. 4,000 feet above the desert floor. You're up in the pines. There's water flowing. Right. Then you, like, traverse a range. You drop back down to the desert. You're following canyons for a day or two. Then you're climbing back up to a mountain range. So it's always changing. Okay. In a way, I didn't think other through hikes were. Like, maybe you're up high in Washington State for a very long time and you know, yeah. in an alpine setting. You're going from alpine to desert, alpine to desert, and there's really nice, deep canyons. It's- so, so does it go through any wilderness areas or... Oh, yeah. It's... Mostly wilderness and BLM. BLM. We're land. talking like 14, 12 wilderness areas. Twelve nice. wilderness areas. This sounds so, like a pretty. Uh, it's a very wild area. It's, it's beautiful. One I it absolutely like want to do. Maybe we should do a, a trail show hike. Yes. Do we have any sponsors? Seven hundred and thirty-one. Yeah, Twisted Pine Brewery. <laughs> uh, we we need some beer on the trail. Well, though, if we beer, take a growler at least. If yeah, we at least take D-Lo, we have to take naps every two or three. Yeah, hours. it to... might be a four-month through hike. I yeah. don't know why you guys are so anti-napping. Yeah, it's because of the Amish. Could be. Where's the cricket <laughs> could be sound? Because of the Amish. Sorry, dude. I was. Yeah. I. Uh, you know. Anyway. Or the uh, bowling. <clears throat> it could be because of the bowling. I don't know. The two so, nine. Any yeah. any final thoughts on the hate? Um, sorry. <laughs> on the hate. Come on, man. Get. It's G-E-T. Everyone should hike it. I mean, it's it's New Mexico. It's sort of like uh, Utah meets Colorado or something. Yeah. Actually, ever how much skill set do you need to hike the GET? You need, there... you need to be able to use a map, but it's not as out there as the Hayduke, where okay. you don't feel like you're going to die if you take the wrong side canyon. Like, there's usually yeah. a jeep track. There's usually an <laughs> overgrown trail, but it, there's sections where there's no trail at all, and it's kind of you really have to pay attention. But but to there's it. no sections where you feel like you might die. No, not at all. Oh, cool. No, get, it's, it's an easy hike. Sounds you know? like a nice, friendly trail. It's a nice, friendly trail. So you need some basic map and compass knowledge. You, you do. Yeah. You you don't just zone out and you follow the blazes. You're would, constantly looking at the map. So you it's have like to know the CDT okay. circa late '90s, basically. Would you? Yeah, it's. Would you recommend a course with um, Andrew Skirko before, before going on the Grand Enchantment Trail? Yeah, hopefully co-led by Mags. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully nice. in, the, in the wild basin. I, I hope. like it, man. <laughs> yeah. hey, wait, well, wait. I did the beginner trail. Maybe I want to do the high adventure one before the. Oh, uh, yes. Speaking of Skirka, I remember when he did the Great Western Loop, he actually used a piece of the yeah. GET. And I remember him talking specifically about a section where he just got thrashed by briars and brambles and thorny 
things. Was that your experience too? I mean, was there some some cactus schwacking, if you uh, will? Well, no, because I think Blister Free is he's done some trail work himself. Okay. Like he has actually wow. carried tools with him and one cut man down. show. Yeah, I mean, he maintains the trail sometimes just to make it more usable. Okay, and he's on another level, and his yeah. website is just phenomenal as yeah. far as everything's just really put together and dialed in. Please, let's go to Simplicity.net. Yeah, and specifically, it's Simplicity.net slash get. Yeah. But there's certainly, you know, the Choya cactus uh, was gonna. It's gonna stick to your legs. It's gonna stick to your feet. But you're not bushwhacking through cactus. And you, were you wearing pants or shorts? Uh, pants for okay, sure. Okay, so yeah. yeah, if you're in shorts, you're gonna get thrashed. Probably. I, I saw someone out there with five finger. No, that's the AZT. Sorry, folks. Oh. <laughs> AZT five fingers and Choya country look no. terrible. So good. really quick, it seems like the AZT is the easiest of three desert trails. Easy uh, by far. That GET actually uses uh, maybe 80 miles of the AZT, I think. Oh, no kidding. So it uses a section through, like, beautiful Sonoran Desert. Okay. Where there's there's uh, saguaro cactuses everywhere. It's a phenomenal section of the AZT. Cool. And then it's wild again. I wild, So man. There, there is a wild. very easy section where you're following trail. You can't get lost. You don't pay attention. Sure. You read your book while you're Cheryl hiking? Cheryl Strade. You can read wild while through hiking oh, the GET oh, 80 right. miles. So, oh. great trail. Sounds like everyone should do it. Yeah. 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 If you have skills, you, pay, you know how to use a map, you're good. All right, and check out Brett Tucker's website, simplicity.net, for more info on the GET. And with that, let's get right into Mike DiLorenzo's Ask a Hiker. DiLo, do you have any – did anyone submit questions or or anything? We have two questions this month here at Disco. Okay, let's, um, let's, let's do it, man. Should I read the questions? While yeah, the read the questions. The music's okay. playing, dude. Okay, so we have one here that came from an email that I received. The gentleman's name is Dave. He's from Denver. He writes, D-Lo, I was hiking on the Ben Tyler Trail last weekend. I know the Ben Tyler Trail. Lost Creek Wilderness. Right off 285. Uh, yeah. I started on the south end of the trail and was hiking north. After hiking 3.5 miles, the trail virtually vanished. It went from a well-worn trail to impossible to follow. Wanting to continue, I pulled out my compass and began to swack <laughs> into the saddle. As I was following my bearing northish, I started to notice flagging. The flagging was close to where the trail should have been. My question is, is it okay to mark a trail with flagging tape if the forest surface is not maintaining the trail, or is this littering? On trails that are not maintained or used often, the trail seems to disappear, and I have noticed that a braid of trails start to emerge in the corridor where the trail should be. The flagging tape would help to minimize multiple trails. However, it kind of ruins the wilderness experience. What do Whoa. you... Sorry, dude. I don't know. Your colleagues on the trail show think <laughs> of this situation. <laughs> Cheers, Dave in Denver. Dave in Denver. I just drove... We actually just drove by the Ben Tyler Trail Trailhead. Um, By Kenosha Pass? On Monday when we were coming home. Yeah, no, the other it's side. Lost Creek Wilderness. It's actually, if you know the little town of Shawnee, it's, yeah. it's closer to Shawnee than... Shawnee. Shawnee! It's closer to Shawnee than Bailey. It's in between Shawnee and Bailey. It's it's just a random trail off the off the south side of 285. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. Shawnee! It seems louder. The Ben Tyler Trail? Oh, yeah? Remember yeah. our Jerry uh, Roche discussion from last week? Yeah. He calls that area Plateausia Pass is where the Kenosha Mountains meet the... Uh, oh, nice. Uh, hey, hey, can we answer Dave's question here, guys? Yeah. Well, just give him a background on the area. No okay. flagging. No flagging. No flagging? No flagging. You like Leave the, it open for people. Just the multiple I ruts. think the flagging is usually put there by people who are going to cut a trail soon. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's usually when you see flagging on a trail. 
most people don't go out and mark routes with flagging for other people to follow. They kind of uh, let the herd's paths kind of maintain themselves. Right. You know? If it's done by a designated trail crew, I think flagging's not a bad thing because those get rid of the social trails. But I wouldn't encourage people to start flagging social their own trail. trails. Well, social trails. That's oh. the terminology when there's all well, kinds of trails usually, all over the place. Yeah. Usually, those, you know, the, like I said, the flagging is put there by a trail maintaining organization to mark the trails so that as they come back week after week to well, build it. That's really thoughtful of him. I've, I've never thought about the flagging. Whenever I've been on a trail that disappears, and then the flagging magically appears. I'm like, yes! Yeah. Flagging! Woo! I know I'm not lost. Yeah. Which well, brings us to our next question, if I may. Uh, hey. Do we still want to discuss that? No. No. These are both kind of along the same vein, so we can kind of come back and forth. Okay. Forth and back. And just kind of meander through the two questions we have. Today. As we usually do. This one is much shorter. It's from Paula in upstate New York. Paula sent us a telegram. Dear Dilo, I want to feel I want to learn to feel comfortable off trail hiking. There are many mountains here in New York that I'd like to climb, and I just don't feel comfortable hiking them on my own. Most of them don't have trails. It's like when I so it's like when I step off trail, I panic, itching to get back on the trail. What can I do about this phobia of stepping off the trail? How can I build my confidence? Thanks, Paula from New York. Telegram, huh? Yeah, she sent a telegram. That's cool. Wow. They still exist, by the way. I'm not sure if you knew that. I did not know that. They do. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's interesting because telegrams nowadays will probably be sent by like email or facsimile. <laughs> Or facsimile. You know, oh. It's not like they, they you know, beep, 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 beep. There's oh, there's no anymore. Morse code? There's no more yeah. Morse code. But a telegram is still actually hand-delivered. So it'll be like an email that's sent to your local oh Western hearing office, <sighs> which would then be hand-delivered. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, right? I think we just lost half the listeners, dude. They're gone. Anyway. Come back, we'll people. never get Come them back, back, man. Let's so, discuss IP leasing. <laughs> So, so some advice, Dilo, since you're the big schwacker. Schwacker. Yeah, you're the schwacker. You know, so is hearsay, though. So is hearsay. So this is me, a good question for let me. Uh, let me throw this out there. You know, Paula, um, I, I did a lot of hiking on those trailless peaks in New York, and um, there was no way in hell I would have gone on those trails by myself without feeling comfortable and having the skills to navigate in thick woods by myself off trail. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I joined a hiking club. I joined the uh, Catskill 3500 Club, where they organized Boom. some uh, hikes to some of the well-known um, trailless peaks in the Catskills, which, by the way, have 3,000. They have 35 peaks above 3,500 feet, um, half of which have no maintained trails. Some of them do have flagging, but they're not maintained trails, and there's no trail maintaining agency coming back to cut trails hmm. on said flagging. Hmm. Flagging was put there by people to mark the trails. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> He's just pausing for the microphone. Was that like a, that's what they call the the pregnant pause in the news business. He has his mouth wide open, like we're waiting, we're waiting. So I mean, I, I think we lost POD, dude. It looks like she's texting at this point. No, I'm. Come on. I, I, all right, let me just wrap this up, Paula. I think you should join a hiking club with folks that are going on off trail hikes and tag along and ask them how they maintain. Or how they're how they're navigating, and then you could maybe take a uh, navigation course, off trail navigation course, which I know that my friend here to my left, Paul Magnanti, sometimes Boom. offers with yeah. um, a for, lot of... for a small fee. Um, <laughs> he'll offer you a off trail hiking course. I've never and... offered an off trail hiking course for free. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe there's uh, maybe one now, dude. Fee. Maybe it's for free. 
Yeah. Is it free? Well, it's it's with our local outdoor group, I used to do it for free. Yeah, so I used to do it. So somebody like Paul Magnanti might be giving a off-trail navigation course in your neighborhood. But a lot of outdoor I encourage you to join outdoor groups. A lot of them do Map and Compass for minimal or even free. Yeah. Usually just pay for the materials and... It's just really cool to get off trail. I mean, what was our guest panelist? Say? Yeah, I agree. I bet you would tell folks to head over to the interweb. Head to the interweb. There's lots of really good books about just learning map skills. Yeah. It's mm. important. Like, if you're hiking along a valley, you should be able to locate that on a map. What about, like, YouTube videos or Vimeo? Or I mean, I bet I bet this stuff's on navigation, online now. It's got to be everything is online. Yeah, yeah but there's no substitute. What about on Linux? You have to be out guys, there. What guys, about on Linux? Yeah, guys. Linux meant 13. Okay, got it. sweet. You're talking about learning how to off-trail navigate by checking By Linux. No, I, on, I th- I'm kind of old school. I think yeah. a class, because you get the, not only, Theory's good guys. with the books, but I think with the class you get a lot of hands-on field exercise. It's true, uh, yeah. And, and you meet some cool people doing. And it, you so. want to do it with somebody who knows what they're doing and That's is willing right. to share yeah. the knowledge with you. And then you get out there and you be able to schwack up the thirty-five hundred foot peaks by yourself. And in Colorado, we have to dig yeah. a well to get that. Level, That's but, true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stellar. Send those yep. questions to Delo at thetrailshow.com or for next post them on show. Facebook, or even feel free to send a telegram to my house because it's really special nowadays when you get a telegram. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, very yeah. special. When we come back, we're going to have Ask a She Hiker with POD. It looks like she got a few questions this week, so stay tuned. The Trail Show, less gear, more beer. Live from Mike DeLorenzo's charming basement in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. And we're back. POD, ask a she-hiker. Yes. I actually got two questions, but I'm only going to address the second one because the first one is a follow-up to the original comment. Oh, God. So I'll deal with that separately. But anyway, but it was a really good question. So the second one is from Emily from Seattle. It says, hello, pod and crew. P.O.D. How do you react to sexism on the trail? On a recent JMT hike, I frequently received unsolicited, useless advice from various... <laughs> <laughs> from, from various knuckle-draggers. From various he-hikers... Don't post hole. ...who seemed to conceptualize me as a damsel in distress. Oh, yes. Because I was hiking with a tall, strong dude, I often received such comments as, are you making him carry all the weight? And... Good thing you're hiking with a strong man. One hiker even said he, quote, felt bad for my gender, unquote. What? Because of our inability to be in the backcountry alone safely. What? Mm. Hmm. I'm not afraid to throw a little sass at these guys to assert my wilderness independence. What do you do when being a woman on, on the trail means more than just free beers in town? Emily from Seattle. Wow, that is a free nice. bear. That's heavy. That's wow. a yeah. That's a pretty strong question. It is, and I gotta say, it's Very, funny. It's yeah. funny that she brought up the GMT because, as Disco will remember, I know the story you're when, gonna tell. When we were hiking uh, on the PCT, we went through the Sierra. You know, kind of early. We were on the you know the front end of the through hikers, 
And we were at Donahue Pass. So we were like almost done with... Almost in um, Yosemite, right? Yeah, yeah. Yosemite. Yeah. And we had just started to see the first humans. And it was uh, JMT through hikers. And this couple was coming towards us. And we weren't sure which way exactly was the pass because it was all just covered in sun cups. And so we were like trying to like rush up to them to ask them questions. And, you know, there's these huge boulders that get exposed during the spring. And next to the boulder, there's always like a, uh, a melted, melted out spot out. under the snow. You know, mm-hmm. you can't see it, but it's there because the, the radiant heat from the, the sun gets transferred through the rock. Anyway, uh, so I was like in a rush to go stand on top of the rock so my feet wouldn't be in the snow. And I ended up missing the rock and I stepped right next to it. And sunk down up to my crotch. Ooh. And this guy that had been on the trail for like one day <laughs> turned yeah. to me and was like, oh, you know what? Sometimes you don't want to step close to those rocks because you know why? Sometimes there's a hole there and you can sink down and you can post a hole. And I like literally I wanted, saw steam coming I wanted out to of her hat. stab him with my trekking pole because I was like, I have been hiking in the snow for like 10 days, my friend. Okay, I know about the damn holes next to the rocks. I I missed the rock with my foot. And by the way, you're wearing cotton and your girlfriend doesn't have sunglasses. She's going to be blind tomorrow. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. She had no hat, no sunglasses, nothing. It was just a sheet of white as were far as the eye could see. Were they backpacking? Oh, yeah. Yes. They were doing the JMT. With they co- look experienced? Uh, <laughs> no. External frame packs? How were they rolling? They weren't rolling with external frame packs, but I mean... Wait, wait, we're talking about gear. Uh, no. Anyway. Continue, P.O.D. So, to get back to Emily's Emily's question about the sexism on a trail, this is something that I've, I have, too, struggled with. And fortunately... Uh, Disco has been very sensitive to that that aspect of some knuckle draggers and their their ideas about women in the backcountry, and we've had these comments a lot, like, "Oh, is he carrying everything for you?" Yeah, which is funny. Cause... Which is funny because my pack is always heavier, and he always says, "No, she's carrying more stuff." Or and, the, they, and I just want to be like, "Hey, man, she's got ten thousand miles under her belt. How many miles have you hiked, jackass?" Yeah. Like they have no idea well, what you, you've done. Can you just like tell people, you know, to like off? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, can you, yeah. Can you and do that? the other night, nice f- yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do on no, this. No, that's show. just two swear words. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had like I had like boing, 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 a couple boing. earlier. They're yeah. just two swear words. They're very yeah. distinct. But and and the other that? the other thing that Disco likes to tell them is that when they say things like, "I can't believe he dragged you out here," yeah, I'll I'll be like, "Dude, she drugged me out here. I didn't yeah. want to come. She's crazy." Dude, I- I don't know what um, video podcast the video. best approach is really with some of these people because I feel like the idea they have is just so ingrained, and I, I'm, I usually get I try to get sassy but not too bitchy. Did you find there was an age breakdown? Maybe older gentlemen, or did it matter the age? Uh, well, that guy, the guy that said that to me about the Rock was younger, but I, you know. You know, I guess, I suppose, you know, it has been older gentlemen in general that have said those types of comments. And I try to keep in mind that they're not trying to be jerks. You know what I mean? They're, like, genuinely concerned about You might be their daughter's age. They genuinely think you're a subhuman. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I think I would just tell them off. I would just be like, fuck you. 
Yeah. Dang, no. man. I'm, Sorry, right. Disco. Come on. You know, uh, those are very you know, well-defined F-A. swear words that you yes. can... Yes. You know, I, I, think, I think that in the past, I have said things like, you know, I've hiked 8,000 miles up to this point, or I've hiked 6,000 miles up to this point, or... You know, whatever the case. Dude, I hiked eight thousand miles this morning. Busted out those types of, <laughs> and not to be pompous, but just because I want to be like, "Hey, old man." Yeah. I like your leather boots. Now move out of my way. Old man. Because I'm about to kick your ass. Whoa. Whoa. Take a look at yourself. I'm a lot like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, Emily. You just got to find that that um, that sass. The sass. You got you to throw the sass out there, and you know, sometimes be a little bit of a biatch. I'll never forget when uh, Trainwreck and I were hiking the Colorado Trail, and we were in the. Uh, What's the, the easy section of the Colorado Trail, the really easy? The Cochitopa Hills. Yeah. We were in the Cochitopa Hills on a pass next to a no motorized vehicle sign, and all these <laughs> oh geez. middle-aged men drove up on dirt bikes. Oh, wow. And, like, surrounded us, and they got off their bikes, and they're like, what are you girls doing up here on this trail? And I was like, you know, we were just like, well, we walked here from Denver, and they're like, what? Our our ladies our ladies are at home making making us lunch or I don't know he made some <laughs> some comment like that. Oh wow! Were they from a time warp nineteen sixty two or something? And I he was like they made some other comments and then he said something like well we got to get home to our ladies because they're making us lunch back at camp. And I was just like man, from the looks of you, maybe you should put the bike down, <laughs> skip lunch, and walk back to camp. <laughs> nice. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, you're looking at a quadruple bypass. <laughs> so, your advice is sass, yeah, yeah sass them up. Yeah, that is my advice. I think what did those best. guys say to that? Uh, when you said, Hey, buddy, you're looking at a quadruple bypass because you're so fat. Um, what did they say when you said they that? Laughed. They left, they laughed, they laughed, they did, yeah, oh, wow. So, there'll always be male jerks, and the best way is to deal with this with humor and a little bit of sarcasm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true, sass. For the he hikers that are out there, if you happen to be around someone and one of these questions is posed, it's also your responsibility to like to step in and say, "Man, you don't know. She's crazy. She dragged me out here. I didn't want to come, dude. I'd be at home watching video podcasts. She knows how to read the maps, man. (laughs) She taught me how to back my GPS unit, mine. Yeah, video podcasts at home, man. I won't be here." I was listening to the trail show and I got dragged out here. But yeah. I, was, I was watching the trail show. Yeah, so on video. send me your questions. POD at thetrailshow.com or hit her Emily. up on Facebook. Good question. Or Fess Good Emily. Good question from Emily. Yeah. yeah. Awesome question. I can All right. tell she's a badass. So, as most of the women on the trail are. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's all the news that's fit to read. By Time to whack the vacuum. Veteran tunes. journalist Paul Magnati. Mags, what kind of news you got for us? Well, we covered a lot of the news in the show, so this will be a relatively short segment. Okay. So, I guess just a quick couple of shout-outs first. We had some really nice you know, press from other websites. Um, oh, oh cool. Yeah, allwhowander.us, a, a fellow podcaster. A little more contemplative than us. And That's more... not that hard to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he said his new favorite podcast. And oh. I, I suggest you uh, listen to it. It's about more of the... It's more gentle and more contemplative. And Mindful okay. and meaningful. Everything yeah. we're not, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Namaste. Don't effing namaste me. It's the yin <laughs> of the trail show. 
Oh, man. Um, the, you know, Chris Sanderson, a.k.a. Free Falls, one who told us about the Oregon Desert Trail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout the, out to Free Falls. Yeah, we've already discussed the trail, but I also encourage you to check out the website for it. Oregon Natural Desert Association. Onda. O-N-D-A dot org. Okay, cool. Onda. And it, That's I've, funny. Yeah. Onda. Onda. I mean, Andalay. Not, not spelled like that, but in Spanish, the word Onda, spelled A-N-D-A, means to walk. Oh. Whoa! That's Andar. Well, it's Andar. It is yeah. Andar, but Anda is yeah, because he walks or I walk. No, she. he walks. What about Anamata? Anyway. Or, or, or she walks. Yeah. Or she walks. Or it walks. It walks. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, next month we can conjugate more Spanish verbs. And in Italian, it's Andare. So there you go. Yeah. That's all. No, good. no crickets. Come on. <laughs> all right, man. So uh, check it out. It's more of a route than a trail. It looks beautiful. Back and to you'll the, get a free growler from hearsay. Back to the future. But of I also have a follow-up. <laughs> okay. From our, from our Smokies update. There's more information now. Oh, about the uh, – so the deal with that was that people are going to have to now pay – through hikers will have to pay to – Well, not just through hikers Everyone. It's controversial oh. because traditionally the Smokies have been free. Uh, it's still free to drive through, but apparently they want to start charging for backpacking. Well, wait what a minute, is man. wrong wait with a minute, that man. picture? Wait just a minute, guys. Hold on a second. Hold on. You can drive through the Smokies for free. Yes. But you can't hike through the Smokies for free? Well, you can hike, day hike, but not back. That's it. My mm. through hike is done. My, next, my AT <laughs> through hike that I was planning can't do it, man. 15 can't years from now, forget about it. May, may I read the comments from... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. please do. We'll then we, we, we can do usual tangents. Okay. The, it's the Smokies update from Mike Wetzel, who was a comment on our website, thetrailshow.com. He says, hey, everybody, thanks for the great podcast. It's filled with great ideas like dragging a case of beer to my local China buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Did we tell people to do that? No, we did not. Okay. Our listeners are just paying more attention than we are, apparently. But regarding permits in the Smokies, it should be noted that the park is going to charge $4 per person per night for backcountry permits next year Hmm. at all backcountry campsites, not just the AT through hiker permit. So hiking the BMT, Bent Mackay Trail, through the park would not be a viable option for avoiding the fees. The $20 oh, yeah. thru-hiker permit is just an extension of that program to provide convenience for thru-hikers and their unpredictable schedules. According to the POC, uh, the fee will go to cover the cost of the reservation website that is now being created and will also allow for two full-time backcountry rangers that will be checking for permit compliance. This has a bunch of the backcountry oh, users boy. in a bit of an uproar since they feel like they were being charged for a fee for using the backcountry. I have the answer to all of this. When those in the front country aren't even charged for an entrance fee to the park. I have the answer. Hold on. I know. The, I the Southern Forest Watch is even threatening legal action oh since, since they feel the fee breaks federal laws regarding national parks. I have the answer. Um, <laughs> the website, if you want to read about this yourself, is nps.gov slash G-R-S-M slash Park N-G-N-T Oh my god, let's Whoa. just put that on index Facebook page. Let's, just, let's put the link up on Facebook. All right. We've already discussed the answer to but this. The re- answer, what? Max? You, and you also do online reservations. That's Max, it. the answer is the future of thru-hiking. <laughs> <laughs> do your own darn trail. Routes. Routes well, versus trails. What if, routes do, are you required to use their backcountry campsites? Well, Smokies is heavily regulated. Hearsay. Yeah. You, you can't just camp in the middle of nowhere no. in that part. Hearsay, we're talking positive infinity now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember That's on the AT, term. not only do you have to use your designated campsites, on the AT especially, you have to camp at the shelters. Mm-hmm. And you have to sleep in the shelters in the Appalachian Trail portion. You know, screw the backcountry 
uh, rangers. What they need is like two full time people committed to those volcano toilets. <laughs> yeah, volcano toilets. I, I think it's more of a uh, See, toilet paper flower field. I want to chime recall. in on this. Yeah, that too. I want to chime in on this real quick. I've Landmines. got I've got mixed emotions. I mean, it, it's no uh, secret that I'm not a huge fan of national parks because of the regulations on people they are and hiking. They are beautiful, but you know, I'm not even going to go down that road. All I'm going to say is two things. A if you had that one of those two jobs is backcountry ranger, you want to talk about if all you're doing is permit compliance, you want to talk about one of the most crappiest jobs <laughs> you could ever have. You'd prefer to be cleaning up the volcano, the toilet volcanoes. Yeah, I would. And the toilet paper flower oh, fields. I, I can't even you imagine would. being like day in day out. All you're yeah. doing is trying to nail people on backcountry permits, and, yeah. and like, what are you going to do if someone doesn't have their permit, right? Yell at them. You give them a hundred dollar fine. Radio, yeah, how? Radio Has, into base. How? Man, radio into base. And the other thing on the other side of the fence, four bucks a night. Suck it up, through hikers. It ain't a whole lot and of money. You know You're going to spend more money at the Chinese buffet in Waynesboro, so get into you it. You can do it in two days, eight dollars. Well, yeah. Why not just step into the future of through hiking and do the GET? But you guys missed the big news item buried <laughs> underneath all this: online reservations. Finally. Oh, so you don't have to actually like hitch a ride illegally to a backcountry ranger Online station within a national park? I mean, that's been my biggest POD. complaint about <laughs> national parks. You can book a flight to yeah. Denver, let's say, to right. go hiking Rocky Mountain National Park. You can rent a car online. Yeah. You can scope out the town, scope out the routes. But to get a permit, you actually have to mail it in. Yeah. Mail. Or go or go to the backcountry office at seven or eight in the morning, depending on the time of the year. So that you can't email or do an online. No. Resume? So this is the first. Maybe others, but this is the first I've heard of an online permit. Whoa. I like it. So that I think that's kind of cool. That is kind of. And if you're through hiking, this is the Appalachian Trail. I mean, how many kiosks are there in every hostel? Max, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. this is the future of through hiking. Online guys. reservations for national through hiking. I I think that's very cool. Here, say, what do you think, man? Are you going to go pay your four dollar night permit to hike the Smokies? Maybe when I'm seventy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think so because you're probably just going to run through there in like forty hours. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. Wait, we out? Was that the vacuum tubes? Yeah, no, we're coming uh, back in. Yeah, coming back in, back. man. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Oh, so he's he doesn't need the permits because he's just going to run through there with no sleep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. One no sleep. You'll need like one four dollar <laughs> permit, and that's it. No, not, not even, even that. dude. He's not sleeping. No, not you sleeping. can do it in a day. You could do yeah. this. Yeah, as long as you're not camping, you're yeah. fine, right? It's a day hike. So if you just don't sleep for five days. You can turn and, and oh. smokies. You're fine, dude, dude. Naps don't count as camping either. They don't. Yeah. How yeah. long is a nap though? Five hour nap? Yeah, that works. It's yeah, we happen to cook dinner. I mean, a sleeping bag. Future through hikers just sleep in the day. Yes, called a nap. Yes, I love it. Don't pay for your permits, Max. What do you got? Oh well, we already mentioned the Colorado Trail, so that's really cool. Yep, we don't have to rehash it. New again. segment. Um, another shout though. I suggest you check out the Through Hiker Facebook page. It's just called Through Hiker. It's kind of a. A clearinghouse of all things through hiking on the Facebook page. Okay, mm. wow, Ooh, it's nice. kind of cool. It's all different people. Some we know, kind I like it, but it's not really a news item. But people have said we should do more gear reviews. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. yeah. So are, are we going to have review? our first one tonight? We're going to have drum roll, please. Oh. No, dude, those are the crickets. Come on, bro. Dude, we those don't. We don't. This is the trail show, man. Less gear, more beer. We don't do gear but reviews. No, what I, are you talking about? Dude, I, I use gear on the trail disco. Yeah, I thought it was Wait. more gear, less beer. Yeah. All right, here's your drum roll. So we got to give a bone to our listeners. So we do our first ever trail show gear review. 
the Gatorade bottle. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. It's a little over one ounce. Yeah. Comes. <laughs> comes with a drink. Yeah. Five ounces lighter than an Algene. Yeah. It's <laughs> disposable. Yeah. Oh, do my no, or recyclable. No, recyclable. Or recyclable. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not disposable. Come on. Recyclable. You live, in yeah. Bo- you live in Boulder. What are you saying? Well, everything gets all gunky, but you can put it in recycling. Whatever. That's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, it co- and it costs a buck. Unless you're like in no, Montana where there's more like, no recycling. Dude, it's like two thirty. Dude, it's not a dollar. I bought it. I buy them for bars, and they come in different alternates. All too. right, here's the deal, dude. When you're hike, when you're through hiking the trail, you can't go to Costco, okay? I know. You can't, dude. That's and Gatorade true, yeah. bottles do not cost a dollar at your Cumberland Farms. Cumberland Farms. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cumbies? That's, that's, that's the only East freaking. Coast, that's right? an organic farm. I'm sorry, man. Dude. I'm sorry. That's the only <laughs> convenience store brand that came to my mind right now. D-Lo and I are both Blame Northeast transplants. Blame it on Amendment 64. What are you going to do? Oh, I was looking at that yeah. news But really quick, though, Gatorade bottle. Or you can do a um, vitamin water bottles. Also, for, I like them better, actually, than Gatorade bottles. They're thinner. They're slimmer. Yeah. So there is our gear pick of the week. The Gatorade bottle. Wow, man! Do we want to uh, do we want to give our uh, listeners a preview of next month's gear review of the month? Uh, I think POD. Wait. It's going to be part of the uh, she hiker segment. So oh, nice. We're gonna okay, have, we'll we're keep gonna it a have, secret. Wait, we're going to have two gear of the month reviews no. next month. Yeah, we no, are. No, no, no. You got no. yours. I got no, mine. No, because it's more beer, less gear. You're going to have to wait until the next. No, month. come on. But I must so say, awesome. the biggest news item Mine is so awesome. This uh, is a very big Colorado news item, and it's going to change the <laughs> focus. Of Colorado trail hiking in yeah. CDT Colorado. This Am- is big. Amendment 64 has been passed. Yeah! Marijuana is legal if you have one ounce or less if you're 21 and over. Some of them call now that, it that can't that can't be right. That that can't be correct. It is. It's been voted in Washington State, too, apparently. But Colorado. What? Yeah. Some call it the weed. So, so you're saying if you're coming out to hike the CT or, or the CDT through Colorado, you could possibly like stop off at a retail store before you hit the trailhead and and like Walgreens, <laughs> or how about All Greens? All oh, oh. <laughs> how about Al Greens? <laughs> oh, I like it, man. So it is legalized. What is it? March legalized. I heard it was 30 days from okay. election day, but I don't know. I so, heard 2014. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Not well. Twenty fourteen is what I heard about, like the retail. Right. But but I think what what they're saying is that in thirty days, they're it's like no longer going to be prosecuted. In our Boulder County, has already started that. Yeah, and Denver exactly. County. Oh, yeah. So the rule is, if you're twenty one or older, you have an ounce or less on you. For okay. Your, and you're allowed to grow up to six plants. Don't criticize it. <laughs> D'Lo is very exuberant about this. D, D, this is like, you know, this made D'Lo's decade. Legalize <laughs> it. Justify. And I think D'Lo had a saying yeah. for it on his Facebook page. What was it, D'Lo? Yes, we cannabis. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that's all the news, and I hope you enjoyed our first gear review on the trail show. Wow. Thanks, Mags. All right. And uh, with that, we'd like to thank Eric Hearsay Payne for joining us here on Woo! tonight's show. Yeah, Hearsay. Ultra yeah. Payne. <laughs> Will you come back for a future episode? Please, man? please. It was a back. pleasure right. having you on the show. And, yeah. and the next time you go hiking, will you do me a favor? Just one favor? Yeah. Take a nap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will. I pro- I'll take a photo. Cool. Thanks, dude. I'll post <laughs> it on appreciate your page. It. Thanks. I appreciate okay. that. Yeah. The cool. Oregon Desert Trail. Nice. Okay. Eric Napping. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com. 
Facebook.com slash The Trail Show and on Twitter at Trail Show. We'll be back in December for the holiday edition of The Trail Show. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Delo, Mags, and Hearsay, I'm Disco. See you next month. Ciao. Bye, everybody. Yay! Good night, Twisted Pine! Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll miss you all. Christmas in a cup! DLO.com. Get on and a God trail. bless us, everyone! Get on a trail! <laughs> Amendment yeah. 64. Yes, Woo. we cannabis. Yes, yes we, we cannabis. Can- yes, we cannabis. It's like someone put a big turd in the punch bowl. <laughs>